0: In this week's episode regardless of how well you manage it you are gonna have highs and lows that's a fact so manage your expectations and say yes you can have a really high standard for your health and your diabetes and your blood sugar but part of that high standard includes some highs and some lows but before we get into that everything you hear on the insulin podcast is from my own personal experience and if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes Please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. Good afternoon. And welcome back to the Insulon Podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Me and Graham have set up a very interesting. Mm. How would you even describe it, Graham? Basically, long story short, we pay a premium. For a yeah, month. So, yes, we do. We pay a premium. I forgot about that. Yeah, we actually, actually pay them. <laughs> yeah, I know. We pay a premium for a podcast service, which basically gives us the ability to record high quality videos and audio every single month. But the premium that we are paying isn't working right now. So, there's going to be a very strongly <laughs> worded email coming their way. So, right now, the video wasn't working. The audio was only kind of working. So we have our phones set up on mute, and we're using Zoom audio separately. I also was I think there uh, a
1: small bit of the blame has to come from my side because my camera on my MacBook doesn't seem to be working. So if anybody who listens to this Is alone podcast wants to donate a MacBook to me, I can, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can drop me a DM. But I have my phone. Uh, resting on a sponge and I wasn't anticipating being on my phone and I just got a notification that my battery's running
0: low. So give me 10 seconds. Here we go. Here we go. It's chaos. It's chaos on the Insulon podcast today. Also, we were talking about it before we even press record. The laptop that Graham has, he got 10 years ago this summer. Because I specifically remember Graham, when we were doing our three month or three four-ish month trip to Vancouver, Graham went on a weekend away to Vegas and came back with a MacBook. And do you know what, Graham? When you came back with that, I remember yeah. thinking, oh my God, he got a Mac. Because I think they were like relatively new or I like I definitely didn't have one at the time. And I remember thinking "He he went to Vegas and got a MacBook. Oh, my God. He must be loaded. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that that MacBook has, has served Graham now for 10 full years, yeah. which is just insane. So if anybody from yeah. Apple is listening, good work. <laughs> it owes me nothing at all. But uh, I
1: remember when I got it as well, we were at a pool party and let's say I, I enjoyed myself. And well, after well, I mean last this that? idea... I just, I was there, I was having a few drinks, I was dancing, I was, you know, we were walking around, you know, how there's like inbuilt shopping centres or shopping malls in nearly every single hotel. And I see the Apple store and I'm like, I have always wanted a MacBook. And I walked in there, maybe not the the most sober I've ever been. And I left with a MacBook.
0: (laughs) And to be honest, the best decision I've ever made. Exactly. It served you well. Yeah. A, a, a fantastic investment that's lasted up to ten years, but it could be
1: yeah. the end. It could be the end. Yeah, it could be on its knees. Right. Oh, and so what are we saying?
0: What are we doing for today's episode. Yeah. So we have this very interesting setup, but the content of the podcast is the most important thing because our setup is irrelevant to you, the listener. But basically what I want to go through today is something that we touched on actually yesterday evening in my Type 1% program. So if you're in the program, I know plenty of people in the program listen to the podcast. So every week we do two live calls as a group. That's just part of what we do. And last night we touched on a topic where I basically went through five things I would focus on if I was to be diagnosed today, because When it comes to diabetes management, it can feel as if there's a hundred different things to consider at all different times throughout the day and throughout the week. And sometimes it's like, oh my God, like what do I actually need to focus on? What, What actually makes the difference? So what I wanted to do was break down just five things that I would focus on, whether it be nutrition, exercise, mindset, and overall diabetes management. So I went through five different things in a bit more detail, but two of the points primarily mindset and mindset frames that I want people to use or even think of are what I wanna go through on this podcast today. So one of the main things, and I actually was just recording a story about this on Instagram before we jumped on here. <clears throat> but one of the most valuable questions you can ask yourself is, what do I want from my diabetes? What do I want from my blood sugar? What do I expect? from my life with diabetes. And from there, you can decide on what it is you actually expect, what it is you actually want. But from that, you can be honest with yourself around what's required from you to get that place or to be at that place consistently with your management. And what I mean by that is, if we're to just specifically look at time and range, the way I look at time and range is essentially it's almost like there's different levels of time and range. And if we're to break it down to these different levels, the reality of it is they require different things. So if we are to look at 30 to 50% time and range, 50 to 60, 60 to 70, 70 to 80, 80 to 90, 90 to 100, just with time and range, those different levels require different things. They require a different level of understanding. They require a different level of clarity around your management. They require a different level of decision-making. They require a different level of discipline, of overall understanding. And what I mean by you understanding or you being aware of what you want is the fact that what's required to be 80 to 90 or 90 to 100% time in range is completely different to what's required to be consistently 20 to 30% time in range. So it's about looking, I know I'm kind of repeating myself here, but it's about looking at what is it that you want? Where do you feel at your best? And then identifying what's in your control and what's required of you to be at that place. So for me, I know that I feel at my best when I'm 85, 90% plus time and range. Personally, I feel most energized. I feel most mentally clear. I feel I recover and perform better physically in the gym. And it's just where I want to be at my, my diabetes and my health consistently. Other people may say, look, I'm more than happy to be 60 to 70, that's your decision because my diabetes and me is different to your diabetes and you, and John down the road and his diabetes. But the two mindset frames that I wanted to almost reiterate on this public podcast was or are, number one, and these are frames that I reiterate to myself quite frequently living with diabetes. Number one is accepting fully that every high and low is something I can learn from, not something that should impact my mood or energy. And part of that comes with you, again, managing your own expectations. So if I have an expectation that I'm going to live my life with diabetes, I'm never going to have any highs, I'm never going to have any lows, I'm going to live a pretty frustrated life with diabetes because regardless of how well you manage it, you are gonna have highs and lows. That's a fact. So manage your expectations and say, yes, you can have a really high standard for your health and your diabetes and your blood sugar, but part of that high standard includes some highs and some lows. So what I say is, with every and all situation or scenario, be open to learn rather than just closed off and reactive. So it's easier said than done. Again, like we've gone through multiple times before on this podcast, it's easier to say, next high blood sugar, I'm just gonna analyze it. What happened? Did I not take enough insulin? Did my pre-bolus, like was my pre-bolus not long enough? Yada, yada, yada. But in the moment, you might want to throw your phone out the window. But when you manage your expectations and say, look, part of my life with diabetes, are these highs, are these lows, when they inevitably happen, then it's easier to deal with mentally. Would you recommend
1: somebody keeping a notebook or taking notes in their phone as to when they do go high, when they do go low, so they can... Um, you know, nearly learn from it because I know I was not talking about diabetes, but when I like to kind of take notes all the time. So it sticks in my mind. And then after a while, it just becomes automatic.
0: 100%. Take either a mental or a physical note. That, yeah, just absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that, Graham because it's a vital part of it. And it's like the three A's that I use. Three A's of diabetes management. Awareness, being aware of something. There's my Dexcom going oh. off. What's it saying? It's saying urgent low, but I know for a Ooh. fact I'm not low um, because it's been telling me I've I've been urgent low for the past like hour and a half and I've checked my blood sugar multiple times and it's been 70 or 80 or like 4.5 to 5.
1: Why Why do you think that's happening? Do you think you need to change your sensor? I, I shouldn't
0: because it's only been on for about four days, but um, sensors aren't always very reliable they're not the most uh, reliable things to use from time to time so that's what i always say use your sensor with a with a pinch of salt to use the expression mm-hmm. because it's a valuable tool to have and to use and i'm grateful to have one but it's not always going to be 100% accurate or it's not always going to give me the readings that i expect it to do, expect it to talking about managing expectations right yeah <laughs> um And I think managing expectations is probably relevant to all areas of your life. It's not just relevant to diabetes. Like if you have an expectation that something should be a certain way, when it's not, you're going to be pretty disheartened or discouraged. So manage your expectations, have realistic expectations to a certain extent around all different areas. But anyway, we're being specific here about diabetes. So... Yes, take notes. Yes, be aware of what's going on. And before my Dexcom interrupted me with its false readings, I was going to talk about my three A's, which is awareness, anticipation, action. So if you are taking notes of things, you can say, oh, last time I drank this smoothie, I took two units and I went low. Maybe I should take a unit and a half, for example. Yeah. Last time I went out for a run, I went low. Maybe I should try and have 15 grams carbs prior to the run, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Hmm. So that's the first point is accepting fully and wholeheartedly, easier said than done, that every high and low is something you can learn from, not something that should impact just your mood and your energy. The second point is don't lose enthusiasm. Dealing with challenge is a necessary part of diabetes management. What we can sometimes get in our own head is when we put a lot of time, energy, and effort into something, or we're trying to build a new routine, or we're trying to create better habits, when we get in a good rhythm of it, that's what we talk about a lot. It's like the rhythm that your life is in. The rhythm that your diabetes is in when inevitably something gets in the way whether it be you have decided to go on a night out maybe you drink too much or something out of your control has happened and it takes you out of that rhythm where you you don't do a workout you don't do any steps you eat, eat <laughs> you eat crappy food whatever it is and you feel as if oh my god all my hard work has gone to waste i'm a failure This is really important. The only time that something leads to failure is if that's the catalyst to it making you stop completely. Otherwise, the lesson that you've learned from that, let's call it a bump in a road, the lesson that you've learned from that is a necessary part of progress. If you're somebody who mm-hmm. wants to increase time and range, if you're somebody who wants to lower A1C, You want to lower body fat. You want to build muscle, whatever it is. It's never a linear process. You don't just go from A to B without there being any sort of challenge, setback, or difficulty. Again, this comes from managing expectations. If you're trying to build a new routine or make progress in anything, you have to know that challenge and difficulty is a necessary part of us. just on on that i really like that because i'll even use it if
1: anybody i suppose majority of people who listen have had at least one job in their life and just remember how you were at the very beginning of your job and how much you had to learn and many mistakes you had to make and now look at the moment how where you are now in the job that you're in You had to make so many mistakes to learn from, to grow from, to get to that position where you're at now. Um, So while you were talking about that, I was, that's kind of what was going through my head. I was always trying to relate it to something that's going on in my life. So definitely mistakes are a part of learning. And if that happens with your diabetes, then there's, it's not really a mistake if you actually
0: learn from it. Yeah, absolutely. And to me, what I touch on a lot is like, Success isn't a number, if again, we're just looking specifically at diabetes. Success isn't a number with your diabetes. You're not a quote unquote successful diabetic if your time and range is X and your A1C is X. Because that's gonna be subjective to us all in terms of, like I said earlier, how we want to live with it and where we feel at our best and what's manageable for us in our life. Success with your diabetes is a feeling And what I look at it as is success with diabetes is you going from day to day to day to day to day and not losing enthusiasm to take action on it every day, regardless of what happens the day before. And it's like, and we touched on this last night too, the beauty and the curse of of diabetes is the fact that Today could be my best day ever. I could be like 100% time and range and I could feel amazing. And then tomorrow, for whatever reason, maybe something I do, something I don't do, something out of my control occurs and it could be my worst day. So it's a beauty and the curse of how quickly it can change, good and bad. So don't lose enthusiasm with it. That is, is really important to remember. Final point, bonus point. This is probably oh, the bonus. most bonus bonus point. Everybody loves a bonus. Like this is probably the most important. Is with the habits, the actions, the decisions that you make, and I have this written down and I actually have important oh. with an asterisk. And I've said remind myself or yourself that these actions and decisions are not forms of restriction. These actions and decisions are core daily decisions of self-care, self-respect, and many investments into my health. Bonus point. (laughs) Boom. Bonus point. And boom, that's really, really important. And it's really important because oftentimes when you live with diabetes, and I'm speaking from my own perspective, and also from my perspective of speaking to probably thousands and working with hundreds of type one diabetics over the years, that we can be in this mindset of I'm 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 doing this thing, or I'm not doing this thing because I'm restricting myself, or I'm making this decision because it's really restrictive, or I'm not doing this thing, oh, I, like my life is so restrictive. But there's a certain element of restriction that comes into your life with type 1 diabetes. Because part of the restriction is the fact that you you have to do things that people without diabetes don't have to do. Or if you compare yourself to when you weren't diagnosed, if you're diagnosed later in life, you're looking at how things have changed now compared to how they used to be. And on the surface, it can seem like restriction. On the surface, it can seem like I'm, I'm being too restrictive. But I like to flip that around and look at it as, well, I'm not actually being restrictive. I'm just making a different decision. And every decision that I make is in line with what I value. And if I'm making a decision that on the surface seems like it's restrictive, if I actually look a little deeper, I'm making that decision because I value my blood sugar. And if I value my blood sugar, then ultimately I value my health. So if from time to time you're in a place where you feel as if, oh, like, I don't want to do this thing. 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 thing." Of course you don't, (laughs) because you didn't you didn't decide to have diabetes, but every measured and rational decision that you make, like on a I'm talking about a daily basis. I'm even talking about an hourly basis. They are the epitome of self-care. They're the epitome of self-respect. Because for you not to have the discipline to do them does more harm in my opinion.
1: Love it. Love it. That was a great way to end. And the bonus point, cherry on top.
0: <laughs> can I, can like I say
1: something before before we leave, before you wrap up? Mm. I've got some news. Okay. Oh God, what? So, you know I'm a Liverpool supporter and I meant to say this at the beginning, but I want to say it just before we end. Uh, the football team in England or soccer team as you might call them, I know we've got a lot of listeners in America. <laughs> Well, Liverpool signed a new Japanese player this week. He's the Japan captain and his name is Endo. No way. E-N-D-O. Short for endocrinologist. So any diabetics out there that don't have a favourite football team or (laughs) soccer team, whatever part of the world you're from, your now default team is Liverpool because our number six is called Endo. There we go. It all makes sense now. Yeah, it's, it's all
0: just come together, the, Graham. After all this time, the 180 after all this time on the 180 episodes of this podcast we've done, it all makes sense why we've all done just, it together. A Japanese
1: player has come called Endo. I'm a Liverpool supporter. I'm telling you,
0: That's changed. That's some way I mean. to end it. I oh, think you thought it was going to be your bonus point. That's that's way beyond the bonus point. What I think well, we well. need to do now is get him on the podcast. Get endo on. Even and though... All, all our favourite endo. Even though he probably knows nothing about diabetes, <laughs>
1: let's get him on. Let's, let's get do him it. on. Right. All right, I'll get on it. I'll get on that own... Let's make a happen. Nice one.
0: Okay. Bye. And, and for, for, for you listening, always appreciate your time. Hope you're getting value from it. And look at reframing decisions in your mind the epitome of self-care the epitome of self-respect and many investments into your health look after yourself i'm scratching my eye right now very itchy look after you're making me itchy itchy. (laughs) look after yourself look after the blood sugars chat to you soon have a good week take care we love you take it easy Ryan. bye-bye